You're listening to episode five of the Hair Chair Boss podcast. One of the most challenging things you face as a renter or an owner is enforcing your cancellation and no-show policy. It's never easy to have that discussion with your guest who is habitually late, cancels at the last minute, or no-shows on you. And even though it's totally on them, if you're like most hairstylists, you hate having that conversation. So more often than not, you let them slide again and again because you like them or because you need the business. And there's an underlying fear that they will get mad at you. So you don't enforce it and you tell them it's okay when you know it's not. And I know you just wish you would never be put in that situation, but unfortunately it is your reality. And if you don't know how to create and enforce your cancellation policy, you're going to end up with way more last minute empty spaces in your book than you can afford. Now you may not be aware of it, but the reason why you'll avoid this conversation is because it feels confrontational and most people don't like confrontation. Again, you may not even be aware that this is this underlying feeling that's going on. It's what's keeping you, you know, afraid to have that conversation. It doesn't look confrontational on the outside, but it feels like it on the inside. And you know what? This feeling is insidious in the way that it robs you of your power. And in today's episode, we're going to take an inside out approach to your cancellation policy so that you can confidently take your power back. Who would have thought there was an inside out approach to your policy? So stay tuned and find out. If you're like most hairstylists, you got into this industry because you're the creative type. You love to make people look their best so they feel great about themselves and you may be following in the footsteps of a hairstylist you admire. You transition to rental or aspire to because freedom and independence are super important to you. You're passionate about your artistry and you set out to make this a great career. And somewhere along the way, things started to get off track and maybe you aren't exactly where you want to be. You're kicking up your social media, hoping to get clients in your chair and watching YouTube videos to perfect your skills. You're spending lots of time working on your business when the thing that would contribute the absolute most to your success as a hairstylist is to first work on you from the inside out and learn to be the kind of person who makes your dreams come to life. Because when you take an inside out approach to the fabulous business you want to create, you will soon discover the hair chair boss you need to be to finally have real, sustainable, lifelong wealth, happiness, and abundance in your life. I'm Angelina Campos, and this is the Hair Chair Boss Podcast. I am so happy you're here. So the first thing I want to address is that you need not feel bad about enforcing any policies you have in place that are there to help you function and thrive as an entrepreneur. It is your right, it is your duty, and it is your responsibility to manage your business in a way that supports you and your ability to serve all of your clients. Now, I'm going to share two stories about how I personally handled a client who was habitually late and one who would no-show. And I ask that you just be an observer first because as an observer, it'll be a lot easier for you to see it from that bird's eye view and to hear another perspective that you probably haven't considered before. And there'll be short stories. 
And after you hear the two stories, then you can take bits and pieces and create the conversation you want to have with your clients. And once I'm done sharing these stories, I'm also going to give you exact instructions on what to create your policies on and how to implement them. Okay, so let me dive into the first story. Again, I'm going to make these as quick as possible because I want you to have your takeaways right away. Okay, so back to the client who was always late for every appointment. Well, it got to the point where I knew that 99% of the time she was going to be late. And so I would tell her that her appointment was 15 minutes earlier than it actually was. And I know that that could sometimes be risky because what if, on the off chance, she was actually on time. Then she would think I was running late. But you know what? I was willing to take that chance. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it was just easier to, you know, fib a little on the appointment time. <laughs> you might be doing the same thing. But anyway, but finally, there was a time when she was very late, beyond any amount of time that I could possibly make up during the day. And I decided to be upfront with her and share my feelings. And this is what I said to her. I said, you know, I'm curious about something and I have a question and it's a serious question. Do you feel that your time is more valuable than mine? And she said, no. And she wondered why I would ask that. And so I told her that I felt like she didn't value my time because she's always late. And that to me, it felt like she felt her time was more important than mine. And at first she got a little defensive and came up with all kinds of excuses of why she's late. You know, she's, she sees clients and she sees them up until the time she has to leave for her appointment with me and that they often delay her. And so then I asked her another question. I said, oh, well, that, then I'm curious about one more question. I said, do you feel that your clients are more important than my clients? And she said, no, I don't. <laughs> and I was in a very conversational tone. Okay, it was not confrontational. It was conversational. And, and then I told her, you know, when I run behind schedule, it's a direct reflection on me. And I don't want to be known as a stylist who is always running late. It's stressful for me. And even though I'm calm on the outside, I'm stressing on the inside. And I don't want to do that to myself any longer. And I know that you can relate because I'm sure, I mean, how many times have you been stressed out because you're running behind and you just have to fake it, right? You don't want to be exuding that stress on your other guests. And so you fake it. When on the inside, you're going, oh, shiznit. <laughs> uh, and you're passing up lunch and drinking water and all those things that happens, you know, when you're running behind. Anyway, I digress. Let me, let me move on. So another thing that I told her is that I said, you know, I need to honor and value my other client's time and their commitment to their appointment. And I'm no longer willing to force them to deal with the consequence of you being late. And I also told her, you know, I enjoy having you in my chair. You make me laugh. You're always happy when you leave. And I would love to continue to have you as a client, but I need you to know how I feel. And I need you to know that moving forward, I'm going to be very committed to my schedule and to my well-being. And you know what? She apologized. And she said she hadn't thought of it that way and that she would commit to being on time. 
And the thing is, is before having this conversation with her, I was taking things a bit personally. And I realized that it had nothing to do with me. And that's something I'm going to point out for you in just a moment. And she even admitted that I was not the only person who had told her something similar about how she puts more importance on her time than other people's time. Okay, so now that you hear this story, what I want you to realize is that it's not personal. Okay, And when you realize it's not personal, you can free yourself from feeling emotionally charged. I know that I was emotionally charged when she would be really late, right? Because I was taking it personally. Because when you take things personally, it's easy to get upset and feel hurt. But when you realize it's about them, it's their inability to manage their time or lack of prioritizing, it's easier to stick to your policy because you're not caught up in that emotion of it. So it's really important that you not take it personally. And when you're not caught up in that emotion of it, it doesn't feel confrontational. And once I started to have that conversation with her, I felt really at ease. And I was just sharing very genuinely and authentically how I was feeling. And because I wasn't caught up in the emotion of it and it wasn't confrontational, she didn't react and respond in a confrontational way. A little bit defensive, but that went, that got dissipated right away. And so if I can do that, I know that you can have that same kind of conversation, right? Then again, it's simply sharing your policy. Okay, now after this next short example, I'm going to help you create your policy and I'm going to point out the biggest reason you're having a difficult time enforcing your policies. So let me share this other really quick story. And I know it's going to help you give, help you get a boost of confidence, when it comes to enforcing your policies. Okay, I had this guy client who no-showed for an appointment. So I gave him a call, asked him if everything was okay because I genuinely was concerned. And he said he just forgot about his haircut. Okay, that happens. And so what I told him, it happens. And I actually give my client a one chance, you know, a, a pass. And this has made it a lot easier to enforce a policy. And I'll tell you why in a bit. Why giving them one chance makes it easier to enforce your policy. Okay, so back to this client. What I said to him is, you have a pass for this one time, but I do want you to know that the next time you forget or if something else comes up and you decide not to come in for your scheduled haircut appointment, you will be charged for it. Now, he did pretty good for quite some time. He was on time. He showed up for those appointments. And then one day he forgot. And so he called and he rebooked and he came in and I charged him for the full price of his haircut and the one that he missed. And he was surprised and he asked why I did that. So I reminded him that he had that one pass that he used up and he no-showed again. And so now he was paying for that missed appointment. And he did give me a funny look, but you know what? I stood in my power. I stood in my value and I know that I'm worthy of being compensated and paying for the paid for the time that I set aside for him. So finally I said to him, my time is valuable and I hope that you feel the same way. And he paid me, paid me for both haircuts and he continued to be a client for years. And here's another thing. Okay, so that was great, right? He understood and that's the thing is just communicating and standing in your value. But you also have to be okay with those clients who are not going to be happy that you charge them a fee for their missed appointment or their late cancellation. Because in all transparency, that can and most likely will happen at some point or another. I had a client who would come in for a highlight and cancel the 
day of her appointment and sometimes called 10 minutes into her appointment time saying that she wasn't going to make it. So when she did come in, in addition to her current color appointment and fee, I charged her 50% of the last color that she missed. And she got very upset. She gave me her excuses on why she had missed that appointment. And again, it wasn't just one or two times. It was a habit. And finally, she said, well, you know, this just isn't working out for me. And I responded with, I understand it's not working out for either of us. It sounds like you would be better off going to a salon that it's okay for you to not show up or cancel. But that's not how I run my business. And so she stopped coming in. But you know what? She still sent me color clients. She would tell them she's great at color, the best color I've ever had, but you better not miss an appointment or she'll charge you. (laughs) You know what? That is totally fine with me because those clients respected that and I had no problem with it and they had no problem with it. In fact, would you rather have a reputation of enforcing your policy, being a professional, solid business or allowing your clients to waste your time? You get to choose. Personally, I would rather have a reputation of enforcing my policies than have a reputation of being the hairstylist that's always behind or having clients waste my time. Okay, so you get my point there. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I hope that you channel some of this energy and this conviction and this commitment to stand in your value and stand up for your worth because that's what taking an inside out approach looks and feels like. Because when you have that and you exude confidence in your value and your worth, others on the outside, they're going to see that, they're going to feel that and your outer world will align with the way you are being on the inside. Now I shared those two stories for two reasons. First of all, I want you to realize that some people just aren't thinking about you. (laughs) It's not about you. So don't take it personally because it really has nothing to do with you, but it affects you. And that's why you need to have policies in place and to have the confidence to enforce them. But again, don't take it personally. That's something that I learned and that's what I wanna pass on to you. And once you really can understand that and understand and realize how it will be so much different for you when you don't take it personally, it's gonna be a big relief. And I, I want you to recognize that your time is valuable and that you're worthy of being compensated for those missed appointments. Now, you may not realize that worthiness might be a factor here. And so it's good to explore it. I've had clients and students, you know, when I mention what is your feeling about self-worth? Oh no, I have high self-worth. But when we dig a little deeper, they didn't have that level of self-worth that they thought, okay? And so this is the inside out approach that I want you to consider. And again, it's to take a stand for your value and for your worth. Take a stand for those clients who do show up on time and follow through with their appointment, with their commitment. And I want you to think about, you know, going back to the self-worth and valuing yourself, I want you to think about where else in your life do you not take a stand for yourself? Where do you see that you're not seeing your time or your input or your contribution as valuable and worthy? And the reason I ask you this is because the way you show up in one area is the way you show up in all areas. And when you know in your bones that your time is valuable, that you are worthy, you are deserving of everything you desire, your outer world will reflect that. And you'd be surprised at what you can and will attract into your life. You probably didn't think about this. You probably didn't think about this perspective 
You know, going into this episode, I have a feeling you might be a little surprised that, you know, I'm talking about value and worth. But you know what? That's what it most often comes down to. It's that inside stuff that's going on. That's that inside feeling that is not solid, right? And so it's not showing up on the outside. You don't have that confidence in enforcing your policies because you don't feel it on the inside. You don't want to rock the boat. You know, you don't want to have someone mad at you. Like I mentioned earlier, there's that underlying fear that they will be mad at you or they won't come back. Right? And, you, and sometimes you get into scarcity mindset. Well, I can't enforce it because what if they don't come back and I really need them? I need this client. I need this money. That is scarcity mindset. And we are going to have a future episode just on scarcity mindset. But I just want to bring that to your attention right now. Because you know what the other thing is, is when you know it in your bones that you're worthy and that you're valuable, your time is valuable, you will unapologetically enforce your grace period, your cancellation or your no-show policy. Okay, it'll be a lot easier for you to enforce it, again, without apologizing for it. Okay, now I promised you some very practical things that you can implement that's going to make all the difference. So let's go there now. All right, so here are a few things that you want to do. First of all, you want to write out your grace period for being late. I feel that 10 minutes is a reasonable amount of time to wait. You would wait 10 minutes at your dentist's office for your massage appointment. 10 minutes is reasonable. 15 minutes is kind of pushing it. So any longer than that, I would consider that a missed appointment. So decide on what is your grace period. And then you can tell your clients too, if they're more than 10 minutes late, you're not going to be able to provide the full service because you simply don't have the time now. Okay, that's up to you. That's something that I did for years. You know, you're, you're 10 minutes late. I'm not gonna be able to fully style your hair at the end of your color. So that is something that you can definitely do because I'll tell you what, if you enforce that, that's gonna change things for you. Just in doing that, oh, sorry, you're gonna have to leave wet. I know that we hate that, you hate that. It, it sounds and looks unprofessional, but you know what? They did it to themselves. <laughs> so you have to be okay with that. Okay. The other thing is you want to write out your cancellation policy. What is it? Is it 12 hours, 24, 48 hours? What's that cutoff point that you are now considered it a cancellation okay, or a late cancellation, I, I should say? And what is that fee? Now, legally, you can't charge full price, but you can charge a percentage. And again, most appointment-based professions charge a percentage of the service or a flat fee, or they take 50% deposit for a higher priced service. So just decide what is it and stick to it, right? Don't waver in it. Create that policy. And I also want to point out that you do need to know the laws in your state. So look into it before you create your policies. You can just do a quick online search in your state and do some research, do your due diligence on what is legal in your state. Now, most of them, again, it's going to be a flat fee, a percentage of service, right? And that is totally okay. That's acceptable. I mean, your acupuncturist does it, dentists, a lot of service-based professions have a cancellation fee. Now, like I said, I gave my clients one chance and this made it a lot easier to enforce the policy because here's the reason. I'd simply say, okay, so-and-so, this is your one-time pass. From now on, you will be charged for any future missed appointment. And I would tell them, how would you like me to send you? I'm going to send you my policy my cancellation policy, just so that you're very clear on it. Would you like me to email it to you or text it to you? 
And so, oh, you know, go ahead and text it or email it. Okay, now it's in their mind, right? They are taking responsibility now because they're telling you, email it to me or text it to me. And you have to follow through. You need to send it. That's why you have to have it written down. Now this alerts them. It gives them full warning. So you got to be sure to voice this to every single client who misses their first appointment. You let them know you have this one-time pass and I just want to make sure that your, you know, the cancellation policy is very clear. Again, would you like me to, how would you like me to send that to you? Text or email? <laughs> okay, so then it's in their inbox. And now they have to be responsible and accountable for it. Now, this strategy alone is super effective and it will significantly decrease your no-shows and late cancellations. Now, the other thing is communication is key. And the mistake you're most likely making right now is that you're not communicating your policy in a proactive manner. So let me ask you this. Do you have your policy clearly written out? Is it displayed at your station or your client sitting area or at the front desk? And here's the biggie. During your initial consultation and that first appointment, are you going over your policies? Now, if you answered no to these questions, that's the reason you're having to deal with this in the first place. It's because you don't actually have them. <laughs> you don't have policies. So, of course, you're going to have a difficult time enforcing it because it's not clear. You don't even have it clear. So I'm telling you that the longer you wait to create and implement your policies, the harder it's going to be to enforce them. And when you don't have them written down like this and you don't go over them yourself and get really clear and solid with them, you're not going to feel confident about it. That's when you're going to be like, oh, well, you know, okay, this time again, I'm going to let you, you know, I'm going to let you slide again. And again, you, you got to stop doing that. And here's where you really need to step into being an entrepreneur and being a hair chair boss. You need to be accountable and responsible for making sure every guest that sits in your chair clearly understands your policies, why you have them, and how you enforce them. And let them know that it's because you value their time and you make it a high priority to honor their scheduled appointment. And how can anyone argue with that, right? I mean, you're telling them that you value and honor them and you're expressing how important they are to you. And again, how could they argue with that? All right, so, and I, I, I also gave you some, okay, so here, I gave you some real life examples and some action items so that you can start working on this right away. And I also gave you some food for thought on the subject of self worth. So now it's time for you to get into action. And I suggest listening to this podcast again, because it's one of those topics that takes a few times to sink in. And this was a question that I got from someone in the Hair Chair Boss Facebook group. Speaking of that, if you're not already in the Facebook group, there'll be a link in the show notes. Someone in there had posted this question. And this is something that I've seen in lots of the forums that I belong to, you know, for hairstylists only. And I see a lot of this. I see a lot of people posting and asking about, you know, what do I do about my no-shows and I'm struggling and I have this client who's continues to no-show or cancel at the last minute. So it's a big problem. And the sooner you step into, again, being that entrepreneur, because if you didn't already listen to one of the earlier episodes, I believe it might be the very first one, I talk about being an entrepreneur. And just the definition of entrepreneur is someone who manages 
and organizes a business. And that's what you're doing. You're managing and you're organizing your business. And the reality is no-shows happen. Late cancellations happen. And if you don't get a hold of that right away, you are going to end up with a lot of empty spaces in your book. And you can't afford to do that. You don't want to do that. It's draining. And, you know, sometimes what can happen too is you might start to resent that client. And you definitely don't want to do that. So you want to nip this right away and you have some action items here. Create your policies, get really clear on it, own it, be confident in your worth and in your value. And the best thing to do is communicate your policies, communicate this to your clients and do it right away. Again, the best time to do this is when you have that new client in your chair and you're going over everything else you would go over with a new client. This is part of it. You got to get into the habit of going over your policies. And if you haven't been implementing this and you have clients now, well, guess what? You just tell them, I've created you know, policies, your grace period or your cancellation, your no show, whatever you want to call it. You can give it a name, like I've created this and I just want to make sure that everyone has access to this, that everyone is clear on what my policies are. Okay, that's what I have for you today. Again, it's time for you now to take action. One more thing, if you would please subscribe to the Hair Chair Boss podcast in Apple Podcasts. Also, if you're feeling the love leave a five-star review and share your biggest takeaway from this episode. I'm really curious to hear and read what you got out of this because I know a lot of hairstylists don't expect to have this perspective on creating their no-show and cancellation policies. And again, if you're not already in the Hair Chair Boss Facebook group, there'll be a link to the group in the show notes. So pop on over there and introduce yourself and share your ahas there as well. And Hair Chair Boss Insiders Club is getting ready to launch and you'll get first notice when you join the Facebook group. All right, that's all I have for today. Just make it a great day and keep on making the world a better looking place. Bye for now. <laughs>